You're listening to nothing but the best of internet marketing talk, and you're listening to the David Conley Show. And here's your host, David Conley. Well, greetings, brothers and sisters of the planet Earth. You're listening to The David Connolly Show coming at you from dcradionetwork.com. It's Friday night, it's late, and everybody is probably out clubbing and all that right now and doing all sorts of boring stuff. But we, the hardcore, are here. And if you're on the DC Radio Network website just now, you'll be able to watch the live stream Join in with the live conversation and all that stuff. We do like technology here, so you'll hear some little Skype noises. I think we've had a couple already. Uh, there one goes right there. That looks like Yava's in. How are you doing, Yava? I don't know if you can hear me. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but in any event, I can see we have a few friends around tonight. Man, you guys are hardcore. Fancy being online on a night like this. Today... I'm going to be talking about all sorts of stuff. I'm going to be talking about how I actually could be the first example of a living and breathing human being who has moved from a Mac to a PC. Yes, indeed, folks, I have gone the other way. You always knew I was a non-conformist, right? But in any event, I'm going to be talking about why that happened and what led me to go back to a PC. And also, I'm going to be answering a few questions that have been submitted by folks in the, from the Insider Club. Do you know that we have the Insider Club website now launched, folks? Now launched, can you believe it? Oh, and there's Harold joining us on the website. How are you doing, Harold? Um, yeah, we, we do have the Insider Club website. I'm terribly sorry, you know, but I can't even give you the domain because there is no domain. It's a private, exclusive club for web developers. Basically, if you want on board, head to dcradionetwork.com. There's a link for the Insider Club. You can come on board, take the trip, and all that stuff. Uh, what else am I going to be covering? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what. It is a Friday night. It is a Friday night, and I don't know if uh, this is okay with you guys, but would it be okay if we had a little bit of craziness tonight? Because I saw something online. Occasionally something comes up, folks. And it's just so funny. Maybe I'm the only person that finds this funny, right? But, <laughs> but I'm going to share this with you guys because I think this is kind of funny, right? So check this out. I have a brother, you know. And he is... Thank you the way forward for the sound check, by the way. I'm glad you can hear me. I have a... Uh, a brother who's into marathon running, you know, he's, he actually moved up north, like right to Stornoway, which is, I mean, it really is the middle of nowhere, you know, uh, there are more people living at the North Pole than Stornoway, you know, but he's moved to Stornoway, which is a way up north of Scotland, and he's got really into marathon running, you know, and he's got quite obsessive about it and all that stuff. So, 
He's been running these marathons and he's in this running club and somebody had an idea. They said, you know what? Maybe if we shaved the hairs on our legs, <laughs> we will run a bit faster, you know, and I'm sure some calculation was done, you know. Nothing dodgy, folks. It's, you know, these athletes trying to run faster. So, anyway, blah, 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 blah. Somebody discovered Veet for Men Hair Removal Gel Cream. <laughs> okay. And they got back and the word got out and the vibe is, have you read the reviews on Amazon for uh, the Veet Men's Hair Removal Cream? This stuff is absolutely hilarious. I'm going to read a couple of the... Hang on a second. Here we go. Five-star review, okay, from Amazon. So check this out. It says, Being a loose cannon who does not play by the rules, the first thing I did was ignore the warning <laughs> and smear this all over my knob and bollocks. <laughs> the bollocks I knew and loved are gone now. In their place is a maroon-coloured bag of agony, which sends stabs of pain up my body every time it grazes against my thigh or an article of clothing. I am suffering so that you don't have to heed my lesson. Heed my lesson. Do not put on knob and bollocks. <laughs> And they've actually given this a five-star review. It's the strangest thing ever. Here comes another one, and I'll just give you some highlights here. So I'm reading the reviews from Veet Men's Hair Removal Cream, straight from Amazon here, okay? Here comes the other review, and this is another five-star review. It says, after... <laughs> it says... After having been told that my danglies looked like an elderly Rastafarian, I decided to take the plunge and buy some of this, as previous shaving attempts had only been mildly successful, and I nearly put my back out trying to reach the more difficult bits. Being a bit of a romantic, I thought I would do the deed on the missus' birthday as a bit of a treat. I ordered it well in advance, and working in the North Sea, I considered myself a bit above some of the characters writing the previous reviews, and wrote them off as soft office types. Oh, my fellow sufferers, how wrong I was! I waited until the other half was tucked up in bed, and after giving some vague hints about a special surprise... I went down to the bathroom. Initially, all went well, and I applied the gel and stood waiting for something to happen. I did not have long to wait. At first there was a gentle warmth, which in a matter of seconds was replaced by an intense burning and a feeling I can only describe as like being given a barbed wire wedgie by two people intent on hitting the ceiling with my head. <laughs> Religion hadn't featured in my life until that night, but I suddenly became willing to convert 
to any religion to stop the violent burning. <laughs> the, the violent burning around the Todd Tunnel and what seemed like the destruction of the meat and two veg. <laughs> this is great. Struggling not to bite through my bottom lip, I tried to wash the gel off into the sink and only succeeded in blocking the plug hole with a mat of hair. Through the haze of tears, I struggled out of the bathroom, across the hall, into the kitchen. By this time, walking was not really possible, and I crawled the final yard to the fridge in the hope of some form of cold relief. <laughs> I yanked the freezer drawer out and found a tub of ice cream, tore the lid off and positioned it under me. The relief was fantastic but only temporary as it melted fairly quickly and the fiery stabbing soon returned. <laughs> and you know the funny thing, folks? They're all giving it five-star reviews. This is crazy. Anyway, um, it, it, <laughs> this goes on. I've got to skip a part because it's just so long. I mean, people are writing 10,000 word essays about this. But I'll skip a bit, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It says, Unfortunately, <laughs> Unfortunately, Alerted by the strange grunts coming from the kitchen, the other half, that's obviously his wife, chose that moment to come and investigate and was greeted by the sight of me, arse in the air, stro <laughs> strawberry ice cream dripping from my bell end. <laughs> Pushing us. <laughs> Pushing a sprout up my ass while muttering, Ooh, that, ooh, that feels good. Oh, Understandably, this was a shock to her, and she let out a scream as I hadn't heard. Oh, jeez, it goes on. Folks, I can't even read this. This is unbelievable. Anyway, I'll give you another couple of reviews. I've got to stop. These are all crazy. Folks, I'm reviewing Veet Men's Hair Removal Cream. It's on Amazon, okay? Uh, now this is actually Amazon.co.uk. Uh, here, <laughs> here comes another review. It says, um, I like the clean shaving look down in my gentleman's log cabin. <laughs> So for the past few years, I've used a shaver. However, the hair keeps growing back, which means every six months I have to spend 20 minutes trimming again. As I'm sure you've realised, this is valuable time I cannot waste. So I decided to get to the root of the problem and purchase this product. Probably the first thing you will notice after using this product is the pain. Although as a man I lack the required experience, I'm going to estimate that using this product 
is at least 11 times more painful than childbirth. Imagine sticking a rusty razor blade into your favourite eye before tying your hands behind your back. Then imagine that... <laughs> then imagine that you use the entrenched razor blade to slice open a raw onion, all the while being butt naked. <laughs> This product is slightly more painful than that. Slightly more painful. Uh, however, if we ignore the blinding, crippling and debilita debilitating pain, I should point out that this product is remarkably effective. Bef <laughs> oh jeez, I can't even go on. I can't even go on. I don't know if I can read some of this. This is hilarious. There's actually 677 reviews and they're all like this. Um <laughs> it's just, I can't read some of this, there's no way. Um, anyway, these are great. So check that out, it's the Veet Men's Hair Removal. And uh, I tell you what, man, I could read this all night. Some of these are just hilarious. Anyway, there you go. Hello to Alexis, who's joining us in the live chat room. Uh, good to uh, have you here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Anyway, shall we pretend that we are, I don't know, <laughs> sensible and discuss some web development stuff? Okay, um, I think I'll tell you a little bit about my Mac to PC. Sorry, PC, yeah, Mac to PC, that's right, I've got it the right way. Yes, indeed, folks. I am the first person, probably in the history of the universe, to move from a Mac to a PC. You know something? If you have a listen to any of these shows about uh, 15 months ago and back, okay, you'll hear me constantly saying I'm not that good at PHP and I'm not the best guy in the universe. I'm not very good at this, this and that. You know, I'm big on self-deprecation, but the one thing I've always been kind of bragging about and proud of is that I've been quite fast, you know? I have a reputation amongst some people who I work with as being a fast worker. And you know, within the last year, uh, things have just been so slow and I've been on the show trying all sorts of productivity things and diet and strange sleeping patterns, tried everything. And everything was just going really, really slow. And I thought, maybe this is age. Maybe I'm just getting old, you know. I mean, gee, I don't know. Uh, maybe that's it. But you know something? Uh, I don't know why, but yesterday, a bolt out of the blue. I thought, I'm going to set up the PC because I have this extra space in here. And I thought, it would be nice to have a table there, blah, 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 blah. Folks, I set this thing up. And I kid you not... I have been the guy from Limitless for the last 24 hours. It's absolutely unbelievable. Um, I, I, I would honestly say that switching to back to a PC has probably increased productivity for me by about four or five times. It's fantastic. And I can't quite figure out why. Actually, I can. And I'll tell you guys the, the, the theory because maybe you guys will appreciate this, okay? You know how the Macs, right? And I'm actually 
funnily enough, using a Mac, Mac right now. The Macs, okay, Apples and what have you, they are all very big on these hand gestures. Have you noticed? So it's like, you know, all of these little swipes for separate, you know, you split things up and you swipe into different windows and all that stuff. And that's basically the vibe with Macs, you know. And even in some of the big Mac workstations, when I went in the shops at least, um, they've got these tracker pads and they've kind of like phased out uh, using a normal mouse, you know. It's the strangest thing. Uh, so for the past year and a half, I thought, well, okay. And I got introduced to this and I've been doing all the little swipes and stuff like that. And I've been doing that for the last 15 months. Folks, my productivity went through the floor. I mean, it's just been a terrible, terrible time. I lost my edge and I was quite depressed. But here's the vibe. I headed back to that PC last night. First time I've used a PC in ages. And within two hours, I was the limitless guy, folks. And here is the theory, okay? You know, those little swipey things on Macs, right? They're all nice, okay? But you know something? If you brought an alien down here, or you had never seen a laptop before, right? And somebody introduced you to a laptop or a computer with a mouse, okay, just a good old-fashioned mouse, you know, and then someone else introduced you to a computer with a little Mac swipey, you know, a, wee, a little thing for the fingers, you know, so you can just swipe away. Well, check it out, folks. The alien would agree, and you would agree, that actually the mouse is a more advanced technology. It is true that the, um, you know, the Mac swipey thing came out, um, let me, well, obviously after the mouse, but when you actually look at the, the logic of those two technologies, the mouse is more advanced. You see, folks, a mouse, when you think about it, it's like, you can't really improve upon the design of a spoon. Do you know what I'm saying? There's not much you can do with a spoon because it's just about the perfect shape for what it does. And it's the same with a mouse, you know. Good old-fashioned mouse. When you think about it, it's a kind of natural extension of your own arm and it's completely intuitive. It's, you know... Anyone who tries one gets used to it immediately and it's just a better way to work, you know. And um, <clears throat> I've came to the conclusion that when you're, when you're working on the computer like 15 hours a day and you're at the, you know, a level where speed really, really matters, right? Folks, this is the difference. It's like those little tracker pads and all that. You just don't have the speed. There's nothing natural about it. And then I thought to myself, actually, you know, it's like when you think about it, right? When you're using those little tracker pads, you're dragging your fingers about. And uh, I haven't really done the calculation. But let's say that in one minute, your fingers move about 12 inches. So they move about one foot, okay, in one minute. So in an hour, you're moving about 60 foot. In one day, you're moving 
720 feet. And then, uh, oh gee, this is going to get ridiculous. In a year, your fingers are being dragged around over a quarter of a million feet. And I just don't want to drag my fingers in some big uh, um, journey, you know. Now Alexis is saying here, what about if you get a USB wireless keyboard and mouse and hook your MacBook up to an external screen? Well, the vibe is that the Mac has came up with, a, or Apple, have came up with a variety of workarounds and, you know, I've tried the external screen thing and all that stuff, okay? But the point is that all of that swiping, you know, those gestures, they call them, right? That is really integral to the Mac operating system these days. I mean, if you want to change, switch between apps and all of that, you pretty much need those gestures. And with a normal mouse, you cannot do the gestures. Now, Derek was showing me that you can actually... You clever clogs, you can go into the settings, right? And you can configure it so that you point at a certain area and a thing comes up with the options and you can do the gestures, okay? But here's the thing, folks. This is not intuitive. This is not natural. When you think about it, the old Windows method, let's imagine you've got like Notepad open and you've got Photoshop open and you've got a web page open, right? The old Windows style of just minimize, okay? And you've got like your Windows key and D, so boom, minimize. Everything goes to the bottom, click, open. So as you're working, you're just going minimize, click, minimize, click. This is how things work on a PC, right? On a Mac, it's like Swipe City, it's all of this, you know, it's like doing tapestry. There is nothing, I mean, it happens to be the case by the sheerest of flukes that the tracker pad came out second. But I actually believe that the mouse is a more elegant, more sophisticated, more intuitive uh, device. And, you know, I'm not wanting to over-dramatise things, folks. But within the last 24 hours, I would say I've done as much work as I've done in the last month on a Mac, you know? Um, the, the Mac operating systems do appear to be more stable, I'll give them that, you know? And both of them are riddled with spyware, right? Which is uncool. So, you know, I'm not going on some crusade to advertise anything. But when it comes to just sheer speed, I don't think you can beat just a PC. And I'll tell you a funny thing, folks, actually, right? I mean, a little bit about my favourite subject, okay, me, right? But my kind of computing path, as far as hardware goes, went like this, right? When I started off, it was just a PC with one monitor, one keyboard and one mouse. Really simple. Nothing fancy, an average computer, right? And I worked like that for, let me see, probably about 12 years. And I had people uh, saying, why, are you not ha why don't you have two monitors? Why don't you do split screens and all this stuff? And I resisted for years and years and years and years, right? Eventually, I got the two screen situation and I thought, right, this is cool. I'll go with two screens. 
and I started using two screens. And then after using two screens, someone said, well, what if you get a big giant screen? So then I got like this screen that's the size of, you know, a door. I mean, I got this big giant screen and then other screens joined onto it. And then from there, this is getting boring, right? From there, I went to a Mac. Uh, sorry, from there, I went to a laptop. Then I went to a Mac Air and I became this kind of laptop guy working from restaurants and stuff, okay? But you know something, folks? And it's only now that I realize this. If you were to chart speed, right? Just sheer speed, okay? Everything started going slower the moment that I deviated from the basic PC setup. This is some crazy stuff here, you know? But when I really look back, and I think I've done enough hours to say this safely, as soon as you deviate from the just basic screen, mouse, keyboard, that's when the problems start. And I can't quite explain it, but like when you're doing the split screen thing, sure, it's kind of nice, you know, code one side, design the other, right? But you think about it, your attention is constantly going like left and then right and left and right. I don't think it's that good. Whereas when you've got one screen, listen folks, I'm saving you guys money here, okay? You've got one screen, complete simplicity, and it's like you've got a single point of focus. I'm telling you folks, the speed has been exponential. I do declare I am back as far as web development speed goes. I shall take, and I would take the Pepsi challenge with anyone, you know? So it's pretty much for speed reasons. And I think that as well as that, um, a lot of the things that you can do really, really quickly on a PC, you cannot really do so easily on a Mac, you know? Um, I, I can't go into it, but basically that, that's the vibe, you know? So I have moved back to a PC, there you go. But if anyone, um, if anyone has any recommendations, I've never tried Linux, you know, but I'm kind of reluctant to try Linux because I need things to work, you know. I need Photoshop, I need Internet Explorer, and I can't afford to mess around. So even if it means spyware, and I've just got to go with that, you know. Anyway, there you have it. Kind of interesting, eh? Derek would be totally disappointed when he hears this man. He is going to be so angry because he is like the biggest ambassador for Apple products ever, you know. Um, but there you go. Anyway, let me, um, I had a couple of questions in the uh, thing way. Hold on a second. Someone's saying, Alexis is saying, I think a 24 inch screen is big enough and you can have two windows at the same. Yes, absolutely. In fact, a 24 inch is probably too big. I have my old setup over here. In fact, um, for, it, for anyone watching the live camera, I'll spin you around and you can see how I live. Would you like a little tour of the home office? Um, here we go. I'll give you a quick look. This is meaningless for all you folks listening, but it just shows that you, uh, you really need to uh, check out the website, videos and everything. So this is my little home office. I now work from home. You don't need an office. So over here, I have my compulsory patronizing whiteboard. Um, 
um, over here I have my compulsory, slightly patronizing blackboard. So my, list, my life is a whole bunch of to-do lists. Um, here is a nice little table that I picked up the other day and a nice comfy leather chair and I have a laptop here. And then if I swing right over here, this, my little beauties, is where all the action happens. This, and it's just a boring old PC. Nothing fancy, nothing fast, you know. Just a standard kind of boring uh, computer. And you know what? It completely does the job. Uh, definitely. I actually... I went for a, a big screen myself, as I said, and I got this huge big screen. And it ended up, I was getting eye strain and everything. And I ended up having to um, wear shades. Can you imagine it? I mean, I had to wear shades because it was so bright. And people were coming in and saying, what the hell, you know? Um, so I actually think standard setup, you know, uh, and that's... That's the vibe. I don't think you need to spend any money on anything fancy. Anyway, I had a couple of questions on the live chat room. That's the Insider Club chat room, which you can join. If you add me to Skype, okay, has anyone seen? Yep. There's a few people in the chat room just now. I think there's 19 people there just now. You can join the Insider Club. Yes, indeed. It's for, you know, there's some good stuff there. Um, actually... I'll tell you something interesting. In the live chat room last night, someone was asking, someone asked a question and they said, what's the best CMS? The best content management system, you know? Uh, and there was some discussion going on. Folks, I don't want to blow my trumpet here, but right now I'm doing a training at the Insider Club on how to build a CMS with CodeIgniter. And let me tell you, folks, if any of you guys have eagle eyes and you had a close look at my whiteboard, you'd see that a couple of the things that I have on. And one of them is uh, doing a CMS for someone. Folks, CMSs, content management systems, shouldn't be complicated. People just want a simple thing with a big button that says add page, right? They want a what you see is what you got um, thing. You know, uh, hold on, someone's asking to come in the chat room. Well, yes, of course you can come in. Here we go. I've got so many things going on and multiple rooms and stuff. I'm sorry if I'm all over the place. Anyway, check this out, folks. In the UK, maybe not where you are, maybe you are in a different point in time and space, blah, 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 blah. But in the UK, I am the guy who's at the top of Google when you search for website repairs, okay? Website repairs, I am the guy who's at the top. Now, that kind of is good and bad. It's bad because uh, website repairs are generally low-paying and not worth the trouble. And, you know, it's just nobody's going to get rich doing website repairs, okay? So, you know, let's not show off too much. But the funny thing is, you would be amazed at the amount of people who contact me every week and they say, um, and they don't contact me, they contact the company, you know. I have like people answering the phone for me and all that stuff, right? 
and they get in touch and they say, we're having a problem with our website or can you update some text or can you add some pictures, blah, 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 right? Now, these people are getting in touch and they're expecting to pay $50 or something for a quick repair, right? So you're never going to sell them something that's like a million dollars or anything, okay? But let me tell you folks, I would say about 70% of them, if you just say to them, look, don't hire me to do an update. Why don't you have a content management system? Check this out. And about 70% of them say, yeah, okay, cool. And they buy and it is awesome. Um, you know, I, I sold another one yesterday and these things just go like hotcakes. And if you're wondering what I'm selling, folks, it's the precise. Do you hear me, people? The precise CMS that, that's, that's being done at the Insider Club tutorials. It's the exact same one. Exactly pixel perfect, line for line, the same. So these things are selling like hotcakes. And you know the funny thing? If you want to be like really clever, and I've actually managed to do this a couple of times, and you can do this as well, okay? What you can actually do is you can say to clients or people with websites, you can say, hey, look, would you like a new design as well? And they'll be like, yeah, cool. And you say, okay, well, I can have 20 designers working on that tomorrow morning. And they're like, no. And you say, yeah, it's cool. Then you just go to 99designs.com or my favorite, designcrowd.co.uk. Hire a bunch of designers for a few hundred quid. Immediately, you have an entire legion of designers doing these amazing, amazing designs. And then you wrap the content management system around it. And guess what, folks? You've just sold a website for a four-figure sum. Easily, 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 you know? This, this is such an easy way to make a living as a web developer. So, you know, it, it's not my entire focus, okay? I'm actually going after five-figure sum contracts and stuff. But... If any of you folks are thinking, well, how can I make a start and what can I sell and what kind of things are people going to like? There's a little business in a box right there, okay? All you have to do is just join the Insider Club. It's free, okay? Check out the Code Igniter tutorials, build a CMS. Take that CMS, right? That's all they need and they, they absolutely love it. When they look at how easy it is, and it's 10 times faster than Drupal or WordPress. It's, you know, none of them have ever been hacked. It's solid. Take that design, folks. I'm telling you right now, if you take that, get some designers to wrap a nice design around it, you'll get $2,000, no questions asked. No questions asked. So there you have it. See, see, I told you this show was for professionals, professional web developers. Anyway, let me go on to the uh, couple of questions we had, okay? And I'll pretend I'm an expert developer. Nobody's figured out yet that I'm actually kind of average at this stuff, really, when it comes to PHP. But here we go. Okay, 
So, question get asked. Um, let me see. Are code igniter people migrating to Laravel? Someone said they heard a rumor that code igniter people are migrating to Laravel en masse. Is that the case? The answer is yes, it is the case. Code igniter people are migrating to Laravel on a massive scale. I think that Laravel is fantastic. I think that Taylor Otwell, who is the guy who invented it, is probably, I don't know how to put this, but he is basically like the Usain Bolt of the PHP universe. That guy, without any company behind him or anything, he appeared like a bolt out of the blue. And from nowhere, just this guy built a framework by himself, took the community by storm. What an incredible success story. So I have more respect for that guy. I'm talking about the guy who invented Laravel, okay? Taylor Otwell, than I could put into words. I think what he's managed to do is absolutely fantastic. And let me tell you something else. If you're listening to this show, Taylor, if you ever hear this show, you contact me because I want to give you tons of money. I would like to give you tons of money because I want a, a banner for the Insider Club on your discussion forum. I don't think anyone else is there. Here I am. I would like to advertise on your forum. Can you please get in touch and take some money off of me? And whilst you're there, I'd be glad to have you on the show. I'm a big fan of Laravel, and I'm a big fan of what that guy has managed to do. But there's a couple of things that would make me perhaps have a maybe a little pause before jumping just yet. And I'll give you a few reasons, okay? First of all, Laravel doesn't yet have the huge community of developers that Codeigniter has. And that's very important if you're a commercial developer. It's important for you and it's important for the clients. You don't need a speech about from me about why that's the case, right? So uh, that's the vibe. The other thing I would say is Laravel gets, seems to be getting rewritten an awful lot recently. It's almost like the opposite of Codeigniter. People in Codeigniter from Codeigniter land are distressed that it doesn't get updated so much. But Laravel gets updated all the time. Uh, new versions coming out all the time. Now, maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Maybe that is a great thing. But my suspicion, folks, my suspicion, based on what, what I'm doing and the people I'm working with and all that, I actually think that most big business people would be slightly nervous about moving to Laravel or any framework that gets rewritten pretty much constantly and multiple times per year. So I, I don't think Laravel was quite being taken on by the big boys, not just yet. But listen, folks, take all of that negative stuff I'm saying about Laravel and forget it because I want the positives to outweigh the negatives. I think it's a cool framework. It's not the one for me just yet, but it's definitely one to watch. And I'm, I'm actually, in the near future, 
I'm actually planning on doing some Laravel tutorials on the Insider Club and come over and hopefully you can check that out and we'll do some Laravel stuff. That would be quite cool. All right. So, uh, yes, people are my great blah, blah, blah. I think I answered that. The next question someone asked, uh, well, basically, what about the Yee framework? What do I think about the Yee framework? Well, um, a couple of years ago, gee, in fact, let me just try something. Let me just try something. If I go to Google, okay, I'm, I'm on Google and I'm going to search for best PHP framework. Okay, at the moment, I have an article that's in third place out of 19.2 million results. Maybe it's not third place where you are. You know how Google works by now, right? But um, I, wrote a, I wrote an article a couple of years ago in Best PHP Framework and I had Yee at the top. Yee appeared, I think two or three years ago, like a bolt out of the blue. And at the time, it was the most advanced um, framework on the market, without a doubt. It was pretty much as fast as anything out there. It had tons of features, and it even had Larry Ullman, the best-selling PHP author, hanging about the forums and all that, and doing tutorials for free. And he is a very powerful person to have in the community. So I have been the greatest ambassador for ye that you could imagine. I was actually approached by Pact Publishing, last year, and uh, they asked if I would write a book about ye. can you believe it? I mean, geez, uh, do you know the funny thing? I'm not even that clued up on ye, but it just shows, you know, if you're in the Insider Club, you'll know what I mean when I talk about the power of the footprint, right? You're going to have book publishers approach you as well, it's no big deal. So anyway, blah, 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 I have supported ye, but the thing is, there's been a couple of developments. We have Symphony 2, Zen 2, and Laravel, which are all probably more advanced than Yi. So things have changed. And the second thing is, Yi is kind of... Now listen, folks, maybe this has changed if you're listening to a replay. But as I speak, Yi is between versions. Everyone's waiting on version 2. And it's kind of got one foot in version 1 and one foot in version 2. And version 2 hasn't come out yet, but version 1's not really worth learning. So Yi is kind of in limbo. Do you know what I'm saying, folks? So don't get me wrong, I think Yi is awesome. But my advice would be, I wouldn't learn Yi at this stage. I would wait until version 2 came out. But again, let me stress, I am a big Yi fan and bless the Yi community. Uh, okay, I think my last question of the night, and then I'm going to hit the highway. Um, now, this is an interesting question. Someone asked, uh, let me just, well, basically someone asked, I'll bring up the question. They said, um, they said that they've moved to CodeIgniter and they've started using CodeIgniter HMVC. They say they love the simplicity. They love the framework. They said, but uh, he's worried because he, he's been told that actually Symfony is better for enterprise applications, you know? Uh, and the question is, should I use Symfony for enterprise 
web applications. Um, folks, if you hear any strange noises, that's my couch. Okay, it's not me, I can assure you. I have this leather couch here. And the funny thing is, it's kind of brand new, so it's, uh, it's a bit squeaky, you know. Um, so, should you use Symphony for Enterprise? Listen, folks, I received an email from Sensio Labs. When was it? Today. It was, was it today or last night? Anyway, they emailed me within the last 24 hours. I think they're an awesome crowd. I think it's a company who have everything right. Super cool bunch of people. Sent me a very friendly email. Um, I like Symphony. I'm actually hoping to go to one of the training events that the, the people behind Symphony do. I'm big on Symphony. I want to do some tutorials on the Insider Club. And in my opinion, Symphony is the most technically advanced framework on the planet, at least as far as PHP goes. So, you know, every respect to Symphony, okay? However, you know, there's, there's one thing that kind of irritates me, and it's when Zend people and Symphony people and people from larger, kind of more complicated frameworks say, well, their stuff's good for enterprise and, you know, CodeIgniter's not good for enterprise or HMVC or whatever. And it's like the larger frameworks, you know, the, the Symphonies and the Zends, okay, uh, they, they use this word enterprise as a kind of, you know, I, I, can't, I can't describe it, but it's almost like Popeye and his can of spinach, you know? Because if you sit down and you say, well, actually, CodeIgniter, I mean, okay, forgetting version 2, which I can't talk about, but in terms of version 1 of Symphony and version 1 of Zend, if you actually sit down and say, well, guess what? CodeIgniter is faster, you know? Guess what? Um, CodeIgniter with HMVC is actually modular. Now, none of those frameworks... Let me tell you something, folks. I hang out with Zend developers and Symfony developers, and two years ago, I was saying to those guys, listen, you guys, you guys can't handle modules the way CodeIgniter does. And they'd be like, no, man, these are the enterprise frameworks. And I was saying, no, listen, listen, this is the way that you should build web applications. And I used to talk about um, modules, and I used to talk about this separation and all of the stuff we talked about in the Insider Club. So the idea is if you have a calendar, let's say, then you can have that self-contained in a folder called calendar. And to transfer it across to a website, you basically just drag and drop. Basically, right? Now, I was onto this two years ago. And I was talking to the Symphony guy, some Symphony guys and some Zen guys. And I was saying, look guys, CodeIgniter actually handles that stuff better than you guys. And do you know what they used to say? They used to say, ah, but... CodeIgniter cannot handle enterprise and we can handle enterprise as if this enterprise thing means something. Let me tell you something, folks. This enterprise word is kind of meaningless because if it means a commercial application, 
Codeigniter can handle it. If it means a commercial application, listen folks, today I was working on a website for which I have charged $20,000, okay? That's the prices I'm charging these days, $20,000, and it's with Codeigniter. Now, that's commercial, and that's enterprise, and actually, it's going to be used in a call center, this Codeigniter application, uh, with a company who are making millions online, and they cannot afford to mess around. Believe me, they're delighted to go with Codeigniter, everything is cool, okay? So, this whole enterprise thing, it can't be to do with money. And in terms of, well, maybe enterprise means like big companies or something. Listen, folks, the company I was dealing with today, huge, massive. The company who bought the, oh gee, who bought the CMS yesterday, they're actually from uh, Manchester University, you know, credible university. Can't be anything to do with credibility because Codeigniter, I'm getting all sorts of clients. I even had Groupon calling me into the head office. 2010, I headed there twice and um, they wanted an application that I'd built on Codeigniter. We had meetings and, it, you know, and I actually, well, I don't want to talk about that too much, but, you know, it's good enough for Groupon, you know? Anyway, this enterprise thing is meaningless. And don't get me wrong, I love everyone. Peace, love and vegetables. And I love all of these frameworks. Um, if you use these frameworks, if you are involved in them, please get in touch. I am your biggest fan. But please do not give me the speech about... Codeigniter cannot do enterprise. This is ridiculous because it can do enterprise. I'm living proof that we can do enterprise. And you know what? If we're going to have a conversation about structure and you're going to say, well, actually, by enterprise, we mean a big, complicated website, then folks... The only way to go is modules. You can call them bundles if you want. That's okay. But that's the only way to go. And in my opinion, that's the best way to structure a website. You know what's interesting, folks? I was saying this two years ago. I was saying this two years ago to Zen developers and Symfony developers. And, and I was saying, and I even mentioned it to a couple of Yee people. And I was saying that, you know, this kind of modules thing is the way to go. Now, here we are, two years later, and guess what? They're now doing the same thing. Now, they don't call them modules, they call them bundles, but it's essentially the same concept. I think we can put that in the David was right file. Can we put that in it? I think we can, because I was talking about this stuff two years ago, and what's really interesting is that in terms of structure, the stuff that we were doing with, with HMVC two, three years ago with Codeigniter, that is now what those other frameworks have started to kind of do themselves in a slightly different way. They call them bundles and they use aspect-oriented programming, blah, 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 blah. But essentially, they are the ones who have came to us 
in terms of website structure. So the point is, enterprise, honestly, it, it doesn't mean anything. Do not let anyone ever tell you that the way you work cannot be enterprise if you're using one of the major frameworks. I actually think you can build enterprise applications with any of the main frameworks, even some of the unknown ones like Lithium and uh, Do PHP and Fat Free and all of those obscure ones that hardly anyone uses. You can build perfectly functional, perfectly profitable enterprise applications with any, you know, well-developed PHP framework that's out there, as long as it's safe and as long as the thing is structured in a sensible way. Anyway, thank you very much indeed. I think that's about me. I'm going to hit the highway. This has got. This has been the longest show ever. Thank you very much indeed from me and my very loud couch that makes some rather unpleasant and unfortunate noises from time to time. Uh, but thank you very much indeed. I hope... You will come on board the Insider Club if you haven't done so already. And uh, you are very welcome to join us at the live chat. There's pretty much someone there 24-7. I go in normally a few hours a day as well. So come out, hang out, and let's see who's on the live chat, actually. There are two chats. The live one, right now, yeah, so right now there's there's a few people around. I can see Yavor's in. Uh, if you ever want to talk about PHP or frameworks, he is your man. He has tested all of the frameworks, just about the main ones anyway. Harold's in the room. Uh, there's a few people around. I think Alexis is coming over. Rich seems to be in. So you are welcome to join us at the live chat. All you need to do, come on board the Insider Club and there's a little message up the top right. Um, but basically, add me as a Skype contact. DC Radio Network, and I'll see you in the live chat, okay? Thank you very much indeed. A quick edit, folks. Thanks to Harold and Alexandru for the questions tonight, and possibly someone else. I'm sorry I never had your names at the time. Like an idiot, I wrote the questions on the whiteboard here in front of me, but I forgot to get your names, so I'm sorry if I never caught you at the time or anything. I appreciate the questions. Stay cool, and next time I'll get your names. But uh, thank you very much. May the force be with us all. Cheerio.